Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. It is the Tuesday, March 1st edition of the show. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. And we have got some wonderful off-season content to discuss today, of course. Uh, First off, Chris, how's everything rolling, my friend? Oh, man, pretty good, pretty good. Not a whole lot to complain about. Uh, you got that right. You got that right. It was a pretty good weekend. Some crazy stuff in college basketball. We will discuss that, of course. Um, but we, we are going to dive into the topics. Before we do any kind of ad reads or anything else, let's go ahead and talk about uh, our first topic here, and that is Amazon football. That's right. Amazon Thursday Night Football is shooting for Kirk Herbstreet. To pair with Al Michaels on Thursday Night Football, I found this very interesting. They are not looking at this as they're taking away Kirk Herbstreet from ESPN. They're looking at having Kirk Herbstreet do Thursday Night Football and then still do all of his college football content for ESPN. Currently, he makes $6 million a year at ESPN to cover college football. This would pay him substantially more than that. If you're Kirk Herbstreet... Would you want to try and do both, or do you just, you know, take whatever this contract is and switch over to NFL? How would you look at this from the eyes of Kirk Herbstreit? Um, I think doing both would benefit him greatly. Uh, it would give him a lot more leverage, I think, when he's looking at his deals at ESPN. Uh, I think he'd be more valuable to them for the NFL draft stuff, and he could probably demand a little bit more money there that he's probably not, you know, you know, being able to, 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 to do the best he could on in, in that situation. Uh, and it would probably make him better at those things. I I think, look, I love Herb Street, okay? I love Herb Street. He's one of the best that, that college football has to offer. They put him on some Monday night football games when they do the doubleheader and things like that, playoff games, whatever. don't think he's great in the NFL because I think it shows he just doesn't understand the game is different. All right? He, you know... He doesn't get that it's a player's game nearly as much. Uh, and, and so he puts a lot of emphasis on the coordinators. He puts a lot of emphasis on the coaches because in college, those are the people that are stars, the head coaches, because they stick around longer. The players are only there for a couple of years. In the pros, that's just not the case. It's not the same. And, and he doesn't seem to have as many, I would say, good, intelligible things to say. So Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I tend to agree. Uh, he's He just seems more of a college football voice because of the things that he values, I believe. And, and maybe that's a, a weird way of looking at it. He could obviously morph his way into this role. Uh, well, yeah, I think that's just because of what he's done, though, right? Yeah, like, you no, can agree. only have the voice you have for the things you did. When I was in high school, all I wanted to do 
was coach high school football and work with high school players and, and high school athletes. And then I got out of high school, and after about four or five years of getting out of high school, I realized I'd never want to be around high school kids again the rest of my life. <laughs> that's, a, that's absolutely true. That is absolutely true. Uh, it's, it's a strange uh, situation here because obviously Amazon wants to land a big fish. They want a splash hire. Uh, if Kirk Herbstreet is calling a game on Thursday night without Michaels, does that make you tune in to that Thursday night football game any more so than it would have if it was just the game? Well, no, but I'm the guy that's going to watch all of them anyway. I'm the guy that's been watching the Jacksonville versus, you know, uh, you know the Colts Thursday night football shit shows for a long time. So yeah. I'm, I'm not your target audience to care about this. Uh, I do care about it, but it's not going to stop me from watching. And that's, that's kind of the direction that I look at it is, Herb Street is famous to football fans, and football fans are going to tune in anyway. Like, I don't know that this adds anything to Amazon by overpaying for somebody that has not covered the NFL uh, as his main job for a long time. You know, if you wanted to yeah, get somebody to... Go ahead. You're looking at this. I think you're looking at this differently. Completely different, though. The, the problem is, is your Amazon, this is a trophy buy. You're, you're not buying this to, like, you wouldn't buy a trophy car and then put, like, the shittiest gas in there or just drive it through the regular car wash, okay? Like, this is a trophy buy, and they're going to treat it as such. Yeah, I don't know that they necessarily care about numbers or, or anything else. They This is just something that they wanted to get into, so that's what they're going to yeah. do. That's, the way I was looking at it is if you want to gain maximum value if you're wanting somebody that the general public is going to know as opposed to just football fans i mean you got jesse palmer out there you got guys like that that have uh, transcended just the football space that you could bring in and i know espn did that or or monday night football did that for a long time by bringing in you know comedians and this and that but you know i mean there's there's guys out there that you could bring in that would bring a wider audience uh but again once you get later in the season and these guys have already called 10 games, 11 games, whatever it is, and you've got a matchup between, you know, sub-500 Eagles versus uh, Giants or something like that on Thursday night, eh, I don't know that this is going to bring any more eyeballs than anything else. But when you look at it the way that you just did, it kind of makes sense. kind of makes sense that this is a trophy thing. Uh, they just want the biggest splash that they can get, uh, make the most noise, and see what happens from there. So I'll be curious to see what he does because trying to switch back and forth from Thursday night NFL to Saturday college football, I mean, that's it's a lot anyway because he's already going and doing game day and going to whatever the Saturday primetime game is. It's he's he's maybe, got a lot maybe. I understand that, but I don't I don't think it's a lot. So he's already used to during college football season, his schedule is already thrown completely. In a, in a whack, right? Yeah. Like, there's there's no rhyme or reason or science to having a good schedule for him during college football. So, if you can make an extra $10 million or whatever it is they're offering him for one game on Thursday night, you're, you're already traveling for Saturday anyway. So, why not travel a couple of days earlier to a different place? You're hopping on private jets for everything. Why, why would you not take the extra, you know, chunk of money and during this season of life, just be a lot busier. Okay. Yeah, it's, you you and I look at this very similarly as far as 
just take take what you can get while you can get it, right? Because there is no guarantee that he'll have a job tomorrow, right? And that's that's the way that I feel you and I. Well, I wouldn't worry about that, and I don't care about that part of it because I think there's no way on earth unless he does something to cause himself to not have a job tomorrow, then that, that he would not be employable. Agreed. Um, yeah. It's just a matter of you're, you're you're already working your ass off. Like you're talking about, I'm in the days of me being in the in the deepest grinds I've ever been in. Okay, had you thrown me another twenty projects, it wouldn't have changed anything. I'm already not sleeping. I'm already working a hundred hours a week. Like none of it changes anything. So if you can throw another ten projects on me, but also triple my income. You know, by just adding this little bit extra, I'm taking the little bit extra, and and I'm taking I'm taking the extra income. Yeah, it makes sense. That does make sense. All right, all right. Let's uh, let's move off of that one. And I I've been trying to find a little more information on this, but it appears that Jaden Daniels, who we talked about uh, transferring from Arizona State, I think last week or the week before, whenever it was, he's been in the portal now for a little bit. Uh, it looks like he is going to end up at Missouri. And we haven't talked a lot about Missouri's football program since Eli Drinkwitz took over, but, you know, made it to a bowl game this year and went 5-5 five and five the year before that in a COVID year. Uh, Eli Drinkwitz, sitting currently at, what, 12-13 and 13 overall, just had the school's highest-rated recruiting class, and now you're going to toss Jaden Daniels on top of that uh, things are going fairly well in Como a little bit, right? Uh, what, what are your thoughts on what Eli Drinkwitz is doing along with Jaden Daniels? Uh, I'm interested to see how it plays out. That's a huge, huge get, in my opinion. Yes. Um, so, yeah, big deal to uh, to get Jaden Daniels in this situation. And um, good good job for Eli. Uh, let's see how it works out, okay? I, I want to see what do you make of this. What are you able to do with this talent? Because we've kind of seen Eli, I guess maybe never have talent like this or maybe a pool like that, but, you know, he's he's had some QBs in the past that were pretty good. Can he put it all together? Yeah, I think that's the I think that's the biggest question, right, is what what do we look for from this? Like, what what is, what is Jaden Daniels going to be in this offense? Because I think, for the most part, Eli Drinkwitz has had – a lot of uh, pass-first quarterbacks, right? Uh, guys that can really throw the ball. Jaden Daniels hasn't necessarily proven that he is a, a great, you know, accurate passer, uh, but he's got all the different tools that you could possibly need to be a fantastic quarterback. Uh, you know, the way that everything went down with Arizona State, uh, the teammates maybe not liking him a whole lot, that's concerning. I'm curious what it's going to be like. I mean, the SEC is just rugged at this point. Uh, there's even the the lower level teams, Missouri and South Carolina, and that's no disrespect to them, but they're bringing in Spencer Rattler and Jaden Daniels. You know, two guys that were, uh, you know, before last season considered possible preseason conference MVP kind of guys, right? So I'm yeah. I'm curious uh, what this is going to look like in the SEC because. There is no easy out anymore, uh, aside from Vanderbilt, and even they uh, just had their uh, highest, you know, recruiting ranking in maybe ever. I think under Clark Lee. So I'm I'm curious what this is going to look like for the SEC, but much more so for Jaden Daniels in Missouri. I think it's uh, it could be a great fit. I don't know 
off the top of my head, like that, that Eli has ever had anybody like this? And that's what makes no, him he's, he's never had a quarterback this talented. I, I'll say this. I don't. I pay no credence to the fact that he's going somewhere else and he had teammates that didn't like him. I was like, mm. Anytime you're leaving, all those stories come out. Okay? I'm not, I'm not worried about that. Well, let's wait and see how the people in Missouri receive it. Okay? And, and if we get reports that, that those people aren't liking him, then, then we can say, okay, now we've got a pass. All right? And now, now we do have a, an issue or a problem with this guy or something that, that people need to be paying attention with. But until, until I see it, you know, from people that he didn't just jade, that he didn't just walk out on, then, then I'm, I'm going to, you know, you know I, I love my wife to death. I'd never say a negative thing about her. You know, she leaves me tomorrow. All bets are off. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like, that, that's, <laughs> th- this is the thing is we didn't get any of those reports until he, until we knew he was leaving. True. And, that, you're, you're and that, right. So, so that's where, you know, I, I take that stuff with a grain of salt. I don't, I don't, I don't read a lot into it. Um, I am curious. What he, I mean, he chose to go into the belly of the beast. You know, he went to one of these, you know, their guy, you know, <sighs> Spencer Radler, I didn't, I didn't respect a whole lot, okay, after this past season and, and, and how he responded to uh, problems. But, but, but that man chose, chose on his own volition by himself to walk into the belly of the beast and go to one of the lower tier SEC schools, okay? Yeah. And now you have Jaden Daniels, who's, Choosing on his own, without any coercion from anyone else, to go into the belly of the beast at one of the lower tier SEC schools, and, and I think, man, that that shows some balls. That that shows that that guy believes he can be the guy. He can do it. Yeah, you're uh, you're not wrong about that. You are not because I think about that. these guys could have gone. I think both of those guys could have gone to G five schools and went somewhere much easier to win put up mega numbers and it helps them on draft day much better, much better than going to a place like South Carolina or Missouri and, and trying to fight like hell through that season. Okay. So this, I'm not going to say it's selfless, but this is these guys believe in their talent. They believe in themselves. They believe in what they can do. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're, uh, you're absolutely right on that. Now, let me, let me go ahead and say again, this is, uh, not fully confirmed as of yet. He has made his recruiting visit, which you're not technically supposed to have in-person visits and whatnot right now, according to the NCAA calendar. Uh, Eli Drinkwit says that he can't talk about Jaden Daniels. Uh, Missouri is getting ready to start spring practice, etc. But uh, all signs are pointing to this. And all of the stuff that we have talked about uh, still rings true if he does, in fact, you know, make the full announcement, but that's that's what this is looking like. This this looks like uh, Caleb Williams going to USC, and it's just a matter of when he decides to, you know, sign the paperwork or enroll in classes or whatever. Uh, the timing was well. I mean, the difference it, is we're getting to a point where we gotta shit like just like with Caleb Williams, we gotta shit a gal's spot. Yes, like like classes have started now. Like we're we're in the class, we're deep in the class. We're two months away from graduating. The season being over, school year being over. Yes, yes, we are. We are very, very close. I mean, it's it's getting to be March. I mean, it's already March. Now that I'm looking at it, uh, March first is uh, is the date on the show. But yeah, this is uh, this is the time to do it. If you're going to transfer, you want to get in in time for spring practice, etc. Uh, especially if you want to get a starting role, uh, learn, get in, learn that offense. You know, get acclimated with your 
your teammates and whatnot, and then move from there. Let me go ahead and do the podcast reads right quick. Uh, winningcureseverything.com is the website. Go check it out. Very easy to do. All the segments, etc., are posted over there. If you've not already, make sure that you are subscribed both on YouTube for the video portion and to the podcast. So it, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, etc., uh, leave a five-star review, a written review. We'll, uh, we read those. We check them out, of course. But, uh, but that certainly helps us out as far as whatever crazy cockamamie algorithm is going on with uh, with all this internet stuff. So subscribe and leave a nice review there. The YouTube number's doing great. If you would, make sure and like the video for us. That certainly helps out. And also, uh, make sure and jump into the comments. Jump into the chat. We love to see everybody talking over there, so go ahead and knock it out. If you are not already, make sure that you hop on Twitter. You can follow us, of course. I'm at GaryWCE. Chris is at ChrisBGiannini. And I am at, uh, excuse me, the show is at Winning Cures. And, of course, the show is brought to you by BetUS. That is where the game begins. It's America's premier online sports book. You go ahead and check them out in your browser, BetUS.com. Uh, and check out BetUS TV while you're at it. BetUSTV.com. I am hosting a bunch of shows over there, so go ahead and check those out, along with the college football show that will come back over the summer. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Now, let's, uh, let's dive into a few other topics. Uh, Chris, Kentucky hired their new offensive coordinator, and they went back to the NFL in order to do so. They just lost Liam Cohen, who came over from the Los Angeles Rams for one season, completely changed how Kentucky's offense worked, and now they lose him back to the Rams. Now they're bringing in 49ers quarterback coach Rich Scangarella. Um, and he is... He's a Scangarello, excuse me. He has only been with the 49ers for one season. He was a senior offensive assistant for the Eagles in 2020. He was the Denver Broncos offensive coordinator in 2019. Uh, But he was the 49ers quarterbacks coach in 2017-2018. He was just the quarterbacks coach for the 49ers again this past season. Now he is Kentucky's uh, offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. He doesn't have a ton of college experience. But I think we're kind of starting to see a trend here where, at least with the SEC and some of the big-time schools, you don't necessarily have to have SEC roots. The SEC is becoming much more like the NFL than I think anybody ever believed that it would. Uh, give me give me your thoughts on this hire. Well, yeah, I like, I like NFL guys coming in. They're professional. They're far more professional than most college coaches grew up in the system. Most college coaches grew up in the old boy buddy system. 
they are where they are, not because of their chops with X's and O's. And some of those guys are X's and O's geniuses. But for the most part, it is they are glorified just recruiters. That's all they are, salesmen. And they don't do a whole lot of coaching. Everybody you get from the NFL is going to be in a superb coach. They are going to – because they have schemed and drawn up game plans with the best on the planet. And and they know how to do that. They feel comfortable doing that. Even if they haven't been an OC – in this situation, I would rather have a, uh, a quarterback coach from the NFL than somebody with immense amounts of OC experience. Um, just because they – I just feel like their football acumen, their football knowledge is substantially – higher and uh and so i i like this higher um you're kentucky you're mark stoops you all you're the court uh, the uh, the recruiter you you are the one selling that program you have recruited better there than anyone in the history of college football in kentucky and therefore um you're not worried about finding you know the the next great sales guy you're not trying to get the best recruiter on the planet as your oc you need a play call yes and, and that's I think. And exactly I think Kentucky needs a play call. I think they like to run the football. Let's go get the quarterback coach from the place that runs the football better than any place in the NFL. Okay, True. and they don't do it because they draft the best offensive lineman or have the best running back. They do it on scheme. They spend very little on their running back. Yes, and and they spend you know a, a decent amount on their offensive lineman, but but it's not the premier position for them. And therefore, they, they're they doing it with this zone-blocking scheme that Kyle uses. I wonder, will he bring that there? Does he have his own philosophies of how to run the football? But but this is Kentucky. They're not going to beat you with four wide and, and the best receivers on the planet. They don't have that kind of talent. They don't have that kind of speed. They beat you. The, the last several years that Mark's been there, they beat you with defense. They beat you in the trenches. They run the football down your throat. I think that's what Mark wants to do. I think he went and got an OC that can do that. And I love going into the NFL for these hires. I just do. I think Kentucky is going to be a real force coming into this season because of that. I think so as well. The offensive philosophy, the offensive identity had already changed. You bring in a guy that understands, one, how to throw the ball, but two, how to run the ball. And and that's the biggest thing with Kentucky. They are not going to out-talent a lot of teams in the SEC you bring in somebody from the NFL where no team really out-talents another team in the NFL, you have to be able to out-scheme. You have to be able to out-execute. That's what Kentucky is known for. That's what I would imagine they will continue to do with him as the new OC. I think it's a good hire. I think it's absolutely a good hire. Mark Stoops, he is, he's got his recruiters on staff already. He didn't need yep. another recruiter. He's got enough talent to be a force in the SEC uh, to and be he's somebody, recruiting yeah. his guys. Yes, you know? 100%. He's, he's, he's recruiting guys that fit in the mold that he wants to play, which is he wants to be big and strong in the trenches. He wants to be athletic at the linebacker position. And everybody would love to have, you know, five-star speed and talent at the receiving core and DBs. But he just knows he's not going to get that at Kentucky. Exactly. So, so how do you how do you do that? You, you take the guys you can get, and, and, and you build around them, and you build an identity around them. And I, I think he's doing a hell of a job. I think so as well. I think so as well. Uh, moving on, the NCAA released uh, another thing last week, you know, kind of late, but better late than ever, I guess. The NCAA is relaxing their marijuana testing threshold. 
So uh, Axios has got a, a good summary of it up there. They announced on Friday they would be relaxing their marijuana policies, raising the THC threshold levels, and recommending lighter punishments. Uh, it says that driving the news is under current NCAA policy, one failed marijuana test is a half-year suspension, which was always insane. Uh, and yep. schools were starting to do it themselves, and the NCAA would come in around bowl season, you know, something like that, uh, to see what's going on. But the details here, the NCAA is raising the threshold for THC from 35 to 150 nanograms per millimeter in line with the World Anti-Doping Agency standards. So it says there would be no punishment or loss of eligibility for the first positive test as long as the school provides a management plan and education for the athlete about the drugs. Uh, for the second positive test, there could still be no punishment if they are compliant with the management plan. If they're not, an athlete would miss 25% of their games. And for the third test, there could still be no punishment if the athlete still complies with the management plan. If not, they will be suspended from 50% of the games. Basically, so long as you say that you are rolling with this management plan, you can get busted three times and miss zero games. And I love it. Uh, it, well, this, it says it only applies to NCAA events such as the NCAA basketball tournament, etc. Um, but you know, I think this is—I think this is great. <laughs> Surely, this is going to carry over to football too, right? Even oh yes, really yes. But a right. lot of the NCAA so, stuff, uh, at least uh, the football postseason, it, it's all. Uh, you, we don't like. I don't like saying that it's just meaningless games. But it is. It's all just it's, sanctioned events by ESPN. It's not an NCAA bowl game, right? That's right. So, that's right. all right. Go ahead. Let me tell you why I love. It. Let me tell you why I personally love it. Hey, I'm I'm very pro. We we got to stop criminalizing marijuana. We have to stop downplaying people. You know who, who who use marijuana, whatever. This is insane. These guys, what they do for their bodies, I would much rather them smoke weed to deal with and cope with the pain. In the, in the stresses of these things than, than take the opioids that every trainer and every doctor is pumping in their system, okay? We have enough knowledge in our world, in our society today, to know that those opioids are extremely dangerous and pot is not. So punishing them at all pisses me off. B, this is selfishly, I appreciate this, because LSU is in one school. Listen, we've got a lot of issues, all right? We've had a couple of uh, uh, sex school Sexual problems, Title IX problems. We got our problems, right? But one problem we ain't got is our kids are transferring out because we're too fucking strict on our marijuana policy. We literally have five-star talented guys transferring, staying in the SEC, telling people, if you like to smoke weed, don't come to LSU because you will get popped. Yeah. All right? So I'm glad that this shit is changing because, because one thing that my school did well that you could quote-unquote think that all oh, this shows that they've got character. It's something that I think is complete bullshit, and you should not be punishing these kids for Okay? So, yeah. you know, that, that, that's neither here nor there. we got a short little running back with a little little mini-me problem going on, and, 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 and little man syndrome, and likes to beat up women. Well, i got no problem with that. No problem with that. You smoke, a, you smoke a little weed on the weekends after a game? Oh, hell no. Your ass spend it for half the season. Hey, you're transferring to Kentucky. And good for that guy, you know, good for him. Yeah. Because I think that's bullshit. I mean, it is. It is. Uh, this says, uh, so Brian Hartline, or Hainline, excuse me, the NCAA's chief medical officer said in a release, uh, reconsidering the NCAA approach to cannabis testing and management is consistent with feedback 
from membership on how to better support and educate student-athletes in a society with rapidly evolving public health and cultural views regarding cannabis use. Uh, we've seen the NFL uh, go back a little bit on their stance on marijuana. We have seen the NBA do the same thing. Uh, this is a drug well, it's a, that is... But it's, a, but it's amazing, though, Gary. It's absolutely amazing. Look at the schools. You think any all these kids are not doing it? You think it's only certain places that are? No, it's certain places that are tested. Okay? Yeah. That's all there is to this because ne'er a player has ever, ever popped at Alabama or, or any of these other schools. But certain schools, they pop all the time. And, and I, I listen, one for one, I'm not taking a shot at Alabama. I wish we would do that because I think this is stupid. Uh, I, so I, well. I would much rather you sit in the dorm room with your friends and much on pizza and play video games to get high than go out to these bars and get drunk. Yes. I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. Uh, I, I think it's it's crazy that it took this long to get to this point. This is a drug yes. that is illegal for recreational use in a lot of states in this country. Um, yes. Why in the world are we, are we criminalizing this when it comes to uh, student-athletes? I mean, it's crazy. Yep. Every, per, every person on these college campuses are at least 18 years old. Okay, they're all all these athletes are at least eighteen, which means it's legal to buy in most of these states. But if you play football, we're going to tell you you can't use it. Why? Because we think it's a performance enhancer, which is complete bullshit. No, you don't. There's no science in the world that says this makes you better at your sport. You know what it does? It makes you not hurt. It it numbs pain when you're in pain. All right, that's all it does. Is you can sleep at night. It's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. Um, we'll jump off of that one. Let's talk about Kyler Murray real quick. This is going to be a shorter show than usual, but uh, but that's all right because hey, it's you know it's, not to it's say fitting that you, you bring up how short the show is, and we're going to talk about Kyler. That's that's a, that's a nice little little slide in there. I like that. I, I, I like to think that you did that on purpose. I, I may have. I may have. Um, let's let's dive into it then. Kyler Murray's agent released a statement. Eric Burkhardt is his agent, and we've all heard the rumors and we've seen what all is going on uh, regarding Kyler Murray and his relationship uh, with the Arizona Cardinals. This was a pretty long statement. I'm not going to read the whole thing. It starts out with... Uh, it, it was a very long statement, and Gary, <laughs> I actually read this statement. How shitty... Listen, I'm not a great writer. I'm very sensitive when I ever do write things, the few things I ever write and put on our website. Very self-conscious, very very sensitive about them. How shittily was this written? It's. Do you think? Do you think an agent who's somebody who is educated, usually most of the time, have some type of legal background because you do a lot of legalese in, 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 in the agency world? You think this was written by the agent, or do you think this was written by Kyle? I, I think this sounds like it was written by an athlete. It it sounds like. I will tell you this. I, at no point did I think that Kyler actually wrote this. Uh, oh, no. I, I thought Kyler wrote the whole fucking thing. I thought Kyler. Even in third person. Even in third person, I thought Kyler wrote Well, that's, see, that's, that's the thing. That's what is, we're different. I, I thought maybe maybe Kyler like told him the points that he wants to get in there. Well, I'm going to tell you this. I, I, anybody with a legal background did not write this. So if his agent yeah. has any legal background at all, he did not write it. I don't know who his agent is. I don't know anything about him. I'm telling you, if he has any legal background at all, he defensively did not write this. Because it's, he'd have been thrown out of law school day one. It's it's pretty – I thought it was a joke initially. I mean, it, it's got his oh, no. little – Oh, no, I knew, I, knew, I knew this was 
yep, I knew this was as real as real could be. This is why I thought he wrote it. It's it's pretty crazy. Let, let me start off with you know the beginning of this, Go through it. and then uh, and then we'll we'll talk about the end of it as well. Uh, it starts yep. off. Kyler wants to be direct with loyal Arizona Cardinal fans and the great community of the Valley in stating his two very important goals and objectives. One, he absolutely wants to be your longtime quarterback. Two, he desperately wants to win the Super Bowl. And it says achieving both goals will take incredible commitment from himself and the entire organization. Now, it goes through a bunch of different stuff with the Cardinals, etc. It, it gets to um, it gets to this bottom part that says actions speak much louder than words in this volatile business. So the last paragraph says it is simply up to the Cardinals to decide if they prioritize the rapidly improving 24-year-old already two-time Pro Bowl quarterback who led the organization from three wins before his arrival to 11 wins in their first playoff appearance in five years, or rather if they choose to financially prioritize committing to other areas and continuing to merely talk about addressing Kyler's long-term future as their quarterback. Unfortunately, every player, coach, and executive in the NFL knows or should know that words and hypothetical contractual promises are regularly dismissed and fleeting in this business. Kyler remains hopeful that the organization chooses to commit so that he can continue leading the Cardinals uh, to further success and value for many years to come. Um, the, the idea, Chris, of they need to pay me before they pay anybody else is one of the most selfish things that I have seen come out in a statement in a very, very long time. And it is, it's so long that I doubt a, a ton of people are really going to read into it. But what that's basically saying is, yo, I know that we need to get other positions uh, better, but, but I ain't worried about that. You need to pay me. Is that kind of what you took from this? Well, no, 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 no. Oh, it's so much more than that. It, but yes, it, it all surrounds upon that. Listen, when he says that first, my priority is to, A, one, number one, be the long-term quarterback here. Number two, to win a Super Bowl. You know what? I bet 31 other quarter starting quarterbacks, their number one priority is to win a Super Bowl. Yes. And I want my quarterback's number one priority to be the one day win a Super Bowl. Not to be the long-term quarterback for the Cleveland Browns or the New England Patriots. I want it to be to win the fucking Super Bowl, all right? <laughs> Like, like, I don't care if we win or not. Like, I want to win, but that's second. I want to be the long-term quarterback here, which means I got to get paid. All right? Listen, let me tell you something about Kyler. All right? We've got enough film on Kyler to know this. We've got two years of film to know. For the first half of the season, it takes, it takes teams about four to eight weeks to figure out his size, his speed, his, his, his playmaking abilities, what he does. And after that, brother, they shot him. They dropped him like a toilet seat the rest of the season. That offense goes into a garbage bag. Every year, that's what we see. Yes. And you're going to demand money? Hang on. Like they're not taking care of you with putting talent around the field. Like they're not committed to, to surrounding you. They went and got you at the time the best wide receiver in the game in New Hopkins. You hopped him. Like they have, they've drafted wide receivers for you. Aaron Rodgers would knife nine family members to have your situation in Arizona right now. Does that really say that much, though? Like, I don't know that it would take a lot. For well, I, I think he hates them, but I don't think he'd stab the motherfucker. <laughs> true. 
Very true. <laughs> you know, when he gets to swap places with you, I think he starts stabbing folks. <laughs> it's but, so ridiculous. But, but you want to be paid like Aaron Rodgers. Well, guess what? Rodgers has been paid. And Rodgers ain't winning a whole lot. He's he, he winning a whole lot of regular seasons, but he ain't winning a whole lot of championships. But this, so, so but he wants that Aaron Rodgers' life. This line in in this in one of these paragraphs is looking ahead. Kyler believes that in order to consistently compete for championships and ultimately deliver the Valley their first Super Bowl in 33 plus years, there needs to be long term stability for both the organization and himself. How does this, that? This is hang like, on. <laughs> the best. Let me tell you what. This is Kyler and his agent trying to turn the NFL into the NBA. Okay. This is what that is, all right? We see NBA guys, look, right now, we're seeing it right now in, in New Orleans. I told you the day, the second that they drafted uh, uh, Zion, that, that he is already on his way out the door. He's just riding the clock. He ain't even going to let two full seasons go by before he starts holding out, sitting out, waiting on, waiting on money to get out of here, force his way out, all right? This, yeah. this shit don't happen in the NFL. Well, Kyler's trying to be the first to make something like that happen. You know what you should have done if you wanted to do that? You should have been a, a, a Ben Roethlisberger or a Russell Williams, uh, Wilson, and you should have won a Super Bowl your second year. Okay? You should have been a Joe Burrow and, and made it to a Super Bowl your second year. All right? If, if you want to, to swing that kind of dick, brother, you better have that kind of dick. Okay? But, the- but fading... I don't don't give me the they've won three games in three years kind of bullshit because here's the deal one of those years they openly tanked and then they got you all right and then after they got you they also spent large sums of money and assets to get all these other players around you that they didn't used to have okay if yeah. they had all the talent that they had right now and then some of these other quarterbacks behind maybe Josh Rosen doesn't get sent out to the cornfield. It's, if it's he had insane. all the weapons that you've got. Uh, Eric Burkhart, the agent here, uh, he is part of uh, ICM Partners and Select Sports Group. Like they, There's a merger that happened over the summer. His uh, his pro – so in this article from uh, from Deadline, and, and the same article went around to a couple of different places, uh, his high-profile player clients include, one, Kyler Murray, but then his high-profile clients after that – Andy Dalton, Taysom Hill, Colin Kaepernick, along with Arizona Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury and Browns GM Andrew Berry. Uh, I don't know that those are the most high-profile <laughs> clients that you can have in the nope. NFL. So this is a this is an interesting way to go about. I, I, I'm very curious to see what happens here because in the NFL. They have much more leverage than the NBA guys and then Major League Baseball guys. And and I would be shocked to see the Cardinals fold on this. And and we might see Kyler sit out of season. I mean, we might see that happen. He might actually try this. But the problem is, is unlike these other sports, that doesn't count as a season play. So they have control over you for five years. You've played through two of them. Okay? Or three, three of them. Sorry. Yeah. You've played through three of them. Okay? Congratulations. If you sit out next year, you're still that every. Whenever you play again, they still got control over you for two more years, no matter what. And then they can franchise your ass for a fourth, for a third year. Oh, so, and this this could get very very be interesting a because like it, we've seen uh, Steve Keem, the general manager for the Cardinals, 
uh, he has sworn against negotiating publicly. Like, he does not like oh, no. when players do this. Yeah. So, yep. it's... Well, uh, hang on, now. You're talking two years before your free agency trying to start doing this shit. Yes. That's what I'm saying. This is some NBA bullshit. That doesn't happen. That doesn't fly in this sport, okay? It just doesn't. Right or wrong, like it or not, it don't happen here. No. So, you, you're barking up the wrong tree, my man. Yeah, this is this is a very interesting... Um, I don't know. It's it's a very interesting way to go about this. Uh, he, the whole Kyler remains hopeful that the organization chooses to commit so that he can continue leading the Cardinals to further success and value for many years to come. It's like, hey, look, you've been here for three seasons. Like you just said, you still got two more years. It, like, and it's and it's not. Hang on now. It's not like it's been three great seasons. It's been three great starts. Yeah, but but somebody called me and looked at the record starting week seven on every year, all three years. Well, I mean, Go last year, the week, uh, the week last, seven of the last ten games of the season, tell me what they look like. Yeah, I mean, they they started seven and zero and finished eleven and six last year. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's it, what I'm it, saying. It should tell you everything like, you need at, to know. At what at what point? And this is with all the talent in the world, man. This is with every receiver a, a guy could hope for. This is with an offensive play caller that that is that is literally handpicked for you and your style of play. Yes. <laughs> That's, I mean, it's the whole reason like, why they I hired know, Kingsbury. I don't, I, yeah, I don't know what else we're supposed to do if you think that that every year the league is going to get easier. I don't know. I, but, you got me. Well, he, he said I that would, he couldn't even tell you what I, went listen, wrong. Like <laughs> I've, I've made it clear, I wouldn't give I wouldn't give one of these weird Godfather you know quarterback contracts to Baker. I, I'd, I'd pay Baker what I think his is is his worth is. Which is a little bit above average. Okay, I, I don't think he's the 15th best quarterback, but I don't think he's a top seven quarterback. All right, he's somewhere between those two, and I think that's where he should be paid. I think Kyler is probably somewhere between. I, I would say in that same realm. I would probably say that same realm. Yeah, I, right? I would say he's better than than Baker Mayfield, uh, but I don't know that it's yeah, much. I think he. I do think he's better. I was about to say better than that. But but I don't know that he's definitively a top ten guy, so I'm not going to say that you know he's got to be in the top ten. I haven't yeah. gone through in a minute and and, and and rolled through my noggin. Now if you if, if if now Tom Brady's out and Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back, like you know maybe maybe that changes things. Maybe he is. But you know at the end of the day, you gotta you gotta look at where you slide in there. But do a little history lesson and see. What happens to teams where the quarterback just gets paid all the money? Yeah, and how many of those are going to the Super Bowl, and how many of those are winning the Super Bowls? It, it ain't many because Patrick Patrick hasn't won one since since he got all that money. You know, Aaron Rodgers hasn't won one since he got all that money. Ben Roethlisberger never won one since he started getting paid. Like Russell Wilson never won one since he started getting paid. Like like none of these guys who've gotten mega deals has won a Super Bowl. It's all been guys in the last ten years on rookie contracts, or they take uh, own, like team friendly deals. Yes, that's, that's the list. Yeah, no, you're you're hundred percent right. It's it's strange to see this, uh, especially the way that he went about it. It's the Cardinals are uh, committing to you know upgrading these other positions, which are obvious positions of need, and he is more worried about them making sure that he is secure as opposed to the rest so, of the team. What that tells me is he did spend some time this year getting hurt 
he's afraid that his body won't hold up in this game. That's exactly what that tells me. Yeah. He's afraid his body won't hold up in the NFL. And he wants to get one big contract out of it before he before he hangs it up. Yeah, no, you you might be right about that. That's what that, that's what all this tells me. But here's the thing: if I'm the owner, there's zero chance I'm doing that. I I would rather know that I can control him for three years, and I would rather put the money at the offensive line to where I'm showing good faith that I'm trying to do the right thing to protect you. You know, trying to get you a running game going, trying to you know continue to to, to do things like that, uh, trying to bolster the defense so you're not on the field so often. You know. And 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 you know whatever like I but, but I, also, I would try to do other yeah, things. I'm not going to restructure this rookie deal. Uh, oh hell no! Right now, I mean that's insane. Well, He's I wouldn't, been hurt yeah, two I wouldn't of the three set years. that No, yep, that's right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't set that precedent. Well, not just hurt. When he plays at the end of the season and he's healthy, he's not great. Yeah, no, you're you're not right about or not uh, not wrong about that. Uh, let's uh, let's close out with this. College basketball. We have not talked a ton of college basketball uh, when you and I do these full shows. Uh, obviously, I've been coming on and giving like my little two-minute, you know, daily basketball picks and whatnot. But uh, over the weekend, did you get to watch some of the stuff that happened over the weekend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven. I had of, a, I had a couple of these games that were pretty good. Oh yeah, no, seven of well, the I mean, top I watched nine my Tigers. Teams. That wasn't a good game, and that didn't fit in, the, in what you're talking about. But that yeah. was that was a late night game. That was a late night game, and you, yeah. you could have had Gonzaga on somewhere else if uh, if you really wanted to. I hadn't watched this. I, I, I've been watching SEC basketball. SEC basketball this year has been unbelievable. I hadn't watched one second of the game. Oh, it really has. Uh, the top four teams in the SEC: uh, the first team, Auburn, is thirteen and three, and number two, three, and four are all twelve and four in the league. So everything is still up for and grabs. And the tiebreakers are crazy because they're yes. all so far. Oh, it's well. bananas. It is absolutely insane. No, SEC basketball has been fantastic this season. Uh, but the seven of the top nine teams lost on Saturday, including the top, uh, let's see, the top six teams in college basketball. I was just about to say, you said seven of the top six, nine, but the top six all lost. That, that's, yeah. that's unbelievable. Uh, well, and, and so here's the thing. How, they're all on the road. Yes, they were all on the road. Uh, Texas Tech is the number nine team, and they lost at TCU. Um, but yeah, it going you know in order, Gonzaga lost at St. Mary's, Arizona lost at Colorado, Auburn lost at Tennessee, Purdue lost at Michigan State, Kansas lost at Baylor, and Kentucky lost at Arkansas. Here's the deal: three of those were supposed to lose. <laughs> well, yeah, I was gonna say three of those were underdogs. I had I had Arkansas, and Arkansas was favorite. Yes, yes, yeah. which is bananas. Like it. <laughs> well, but that's just, but that's just the bookmakers don't care where you're ranked. The bookmakers yeah. know these teams. They know their styles. They know how close they are. And 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 I, that you know that they're doing what they're supposed to do. Oh, the, like, the bananas they, thing that I was talking about. So Kentucky hit that uh, that buzzer beater that cut the yeah. score down to two. Uh, if you had yeah. Arkansas minus two and a half, you were feeling it. You were. yep yep you all <laughs> yep. yep. So it's uh, it's definitely crazy to look at. Um, you know. I'm curious what this tells me after watching, you know, I've been watching college basketball all season and we've been watching for a long time. I think March Madness is wide open this year and it's, it's wide yeah. open in most years, but you, you, no, typically, you have a handful of teams. Heavy. Yeah. You always have the same, like the final four. There's two chalk every year. There's never been a year where there's not at least two of the four are one or two seats. Like yeah. never. This, this is the first year 
where we really are one through probably 12 or 13, man, they ain't any different. They're just not. Yeah. No, I, I don't think you're wrong there. Uh, Tennessee is currently ranked number 17, and they, they, you know, they'll move up a little bit. They could beat obviously. anybody in the country. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I mean, they've they've already beaten Arizona and Auburn, who were number two and, and number three. Uh, they beat Kentucky already. They were number six. I mean, there's anybody can beat anybody at this point. Anybody. And I am stoked to see it. I'm. <laughs> I love when March Madness can get a little crazy, and that's what we're looking at now. Is it well, is going to be the only nuts. thing I like about the tournament? Like, because you know how I hate salt, and and I love all these conference tournaments because the conference tournaments are usually wilder. Than the uh, than the um, NCAA tournament because rarely does chalk hold up in the conference tournament because yeah. those teams know each other those teams play each other all the time and so you get more upsets there and also the teams at the top know this isn't win or go home and so you know you can kind of get caught you know get got sleeping um, so I, I I really love the conference tournaments a lot I think the NCAA tournament is going to be very much the same. I think so as well. I think so. I think it's going to be absolutely bonkers. Uh, I hate that I'm going to be out of town during that, but um, but I'll be back in time for the Sweet 16 and whatnot. So you and I will have to figure out exactly what we want to do uh, regarding that since I will be gone. But um, well, I'll be gone too. I'll oh, be gone too. We're going to the same place. Oh, We're right. going to the same fucking place. <laughs> Maybe we should be we doing live shows. A year ago. We should do live shows while no, we're down we're there. Not, I'm not doing. No, uh-uh. I spent too much fucking money on my trip. I'm, I'm not. I'm not doing any work at all. I'm not finding somebody that's not one of the three people that I that I came with. There you that's go. It. That's it. I'm not going out of my way. It's just, listen, if we're hanging out on the beach, and I'm just sitting around with my dick in my hand half the time. Then I'll come meet you anywhere you want me to meet you. There you but go. If I'm taking my family to Disney World, that's too fucking much money. Agreed. Agreed. No, that makes sense. I did not know that that was uh, that was confirmed. I thought you were just doing the one back in uh, Thanksgiving, but uh, no, I got I got roped into doing both of man. <laughs> and I'd say roped into it. Listen, I, you know me. I love this. This is look. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm about as mediocre of a father as you could possibly be. I don't hit my kids. I love my kids, and 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 I'm there every day. Like I don't I don't leave. But like I'm not really involved in the lives a whole lot out of that. Like I, I don't know what their teacher's name is. Like I don't know. Like it's a lot of bullshit that you should know when it comes to your kids. Like I know they make pretty good grades. I never have to yell them about that. But like vacation dad, there's not a dad on the planet that beats me on that. The I weeks that, that we're gone or the times that we're gone, I promise you, I will, I will put myself up with everybody. Those weeks when I leave work, I'm all theirs, and I am the funnest dad you could ever imagine being around from the time we leave the house to go on vacation till the time we get back. I don't bitch about anything. The old man grump goes away and I am just cool, fun dad. I like it. I like it. So, All right. That's it. That's the list. As I let, I'm, I'm grumpy, crotchety and, and just salty to be around all the time. <laughs> I like to be silly sometimes, but I want them to see that side of me. Too. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Is there uh, is there anything else going on that uh, that you would like to discuss before we get out of here? No, I I would love. I really do. I need to see more writing from this agent. I want to find out who wrote that letter for college because I'm 100 percent positive college wrote that letter. Hey, you're probably right. You probably like. Right. I would. I would be shy. like. I'm positive to the level that like like OJ killed you know his wife. <laughs> like like I I I know I know the court said he didn't. 
but 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 I'm a, I'm a hundred percent positive in my life that it happened. Like I'm a hundred percent positive that Kyler wrote that letter. Yeah, and I, I can, think Kyler wrote it. it, and I think Kyler wrote it in third person. <laughs> and I'm judging it. him accordingly to that too. Well, I mean that makes sense. That I, I would agree. I would agree with you. Oh, good Lord. All right, I'm going to go ahead and let you go, and I'll wrap this show up. All right, Bubba. See you. All right, be good, buddy. All right, so that was Chris, of course. Uh, another fun show today, of course. There's so much going on in the world of sports right now. Of course, we choose to focus on the football, but college basketball has gotten crazy, so we will continue to talk about it. Uh, the week of the NCAA tournament, we will figure out exactly what we're going to do. We might pre-record some some college football talk. Who knows? Uh, might re-release uh, an old episode that we did about the college football multiverse. Who knows what we're going to do, but stay tuned. Go ahead and make sure that you are subscribed. I'll be giving out college basketball picks, all that good stuff, probably while I'm down in Orlando, if I can get away from uh, the wife and kids and in-laws and all that good stuff for a little bit. But we'll we'll figure all of that out as we get closer. we still got a couple of weeks until we get there. So with that said, uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap this thing up. Do us a favor. Go over to winningcureseverything.com. Make sure that you are subscribed wherever you need to be subscribed. And, of course, make sure and check me out over at betustv.com. Uh, BetUS, it is where the game begins. And I'm hosting a bunch of different stuff over there. So go ahead and check that out. With that said, you guys take care of yourself, take care of each other, and hopefully, hopefully, all of your tickets cash this week. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.